All right, welcome back to another episode of the Athletics and Beyond Student Athlete Show. I don't know if this is a welcome back or feels like we're starting all over again. Uh, it's been a little while since Gervais Robinson and I sat in the Mile High Sports Studio and talked about and two athletes about their journeys and uh, all the interesting stories and information that we got from a bunch of different people. Uh, today's going to be a little bit different. We're going to be talking to uh, several collegiate athletes and young people that are still very, very, very useful and, and vital to our program that are still around. And things have changed a lot, obviously, since we've moved into a building and, uh, and moved forward in terms of helping young people in not only athletics, but also in uh, develop, developing them all around. So uh, I, I think we'll start by introducing you to our panel. I'm going to start to my far right. Uh, I happen to share a last name only in pronunciation, not necessarily in spelling. Um, Ms. China Reese, give me your elevator, elevator speech. Okay. Um, hi, my name is China Reese. I am a six-time Colorado State champion. I hold a sophomore national record. I am a gold medalist um, from the World Youth Games in Donetsk, Ukraine. I am a all Big 12, all SEC honors academics. Um, I have attended the University of Texas, the University of Tennessee, and Texas Christian University. Um, but you know, everything isn't always what it seems. Um, in my time at the University of Tennessee, I actually ruptured my Achilles um, and ended up getting kicked off the track team. And really, that is the start of my NCAA athletics and my testimony as to why I am here today and the start of really who I am and what 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 has created me. So really, yeah. We're gonna dig. We're gonna dive into that a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, we are. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so there's a lot there. Uh, Taylor Janelle, we know you, but go on. Uh, go I'm on Taylor Janelle. I went to Western State Colorado University. I played football four years. Um, I've been I've been around. I've done did a lot of different things. I'm a lifetime achievement award recipient from Western State Colorado University. Played on the number nine pass defense in the nation. Uh, I've done a lot of different things. I got a lot of different jobs around town. I have my own clothing line. I do vending machines. We have a carpet cleaning family, carpet cleaning and janitorial service. Uh, I coach football right now for Athletics and Beyond. I'm actually the head coach for the Athletics and Beyond 707 Team Colorado. And that's what I'm doing right now. It seems like every time I talk to you that becomes either eight or nine. But it's always something different every time I, I talk exactly to you. I don't know exactly what the accolade was. Was he eighth or ninth? <laughs> they were pretty good in pass defense. He, he it's always him. a different number. <laughs> it was eight last time. Then, <laughs> then sometimes you get confused and say we were just really good. So uh, Number one in the conference. Yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll roll with that. Um, Savion Jackson to my left. Hey, my name is Savion Jackson. Um, I previously went to Overland. That's where I graduated from. After that, I went to like five different JUCOs. Uh, that was a struggle, you know, rough process. I was in Arizona, California, New Mexico, then back to Arizona, and then I went to Colorado Mesa. And uh, my background, I want to do psychology because I want to open up a psych firm for uh, black psychologists to um, basically in different avenues, whether it's marriage counseling, uh, tra traumatic experiences, anything to where you know I could help the homeless and all that. But yep, that's just a little bit of me. Gervais Robinson. Yeah, um, I'm Gervais Robinson. Um, you guys might know me from last time we were doing this Athletics Beyond show, but uh, I went to Oakland with Savion, and then after that I went to Otero. Um, went there for two years, and then I went to Washington State, played there for two years, and now I'm home just training kids also still training, getting ready to go overseas. Um, I, had, I had an offer to go to a team in Germany uh, about a week or two ago, but uh, our world that we're living in right now is crazy. So uh, I had to go through some things, kind of set back for a little bit, but um, that's what I'm doing for right now. So, yeah. um, and you all should know that we consider all of our panelists here uh, members of the Athletics and Beyond family, and we're all connected one way or the other. Uh, I am uh, Kyle Reese, and I'm going to be hosting slash moderating the conversation today, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get a few gems off of these young people and uh, some information that can help people that are in uh, spaces that they were in not too
too long ago. So um, I'm just going to paint a picture and I'll, I'll kind of circle around and, and see what you all have to contribute to it. Um, the last buzzer sounds, the last race is run, the clock strikes zero, and you as a student athlete are thinking what in your head, Taylor Janelle? How am I going to pay for this next semester of college? Why, why is that? Was it a, because you still had school to go, right? Yeah, so I still have one more year remaining. I have my fifth and final year. I have to do my victory lap. I have to get some final credits just to graduate and everything. I was on scholarship for all four years before that, and it was really the first time that I was dependent on myself to pay for my own college tuition. But help me understand why you are in the, in the position of where you would have to pay for that or find resources to pay for that. Is that a division one, two difference? Is that a, um, I, I went beyond my eligibility difference? Help me understand why you're in that position. So uh, financial, I mean, I still got financial aid aspects and everything. Uh, they just, the once your scholarship is up and you're no longer on the football team, they just don't pay for your college anymore. So at that point, I was just like, I got to find a will, got to find a way. Fortunately enough, I got a lot of heart. I ended up working three jobs. I was doing some landscaping. I worked at Family Dollar, and I was bartending at the same time. Just Golly. what I had to do. <laughs> landscaping, bartending, and, and working at Family yeah, Dollar. Doing all three. Golly. <laughs> My nephew was actually living with me at the time. Um, now, now this, is, and this is just to finish, mm -hmm. to get the degree. Yeah, this was just to finish to get my degree. My nephew was living with me, got rested solely, passed away uh, last year. Um, I was his legal guardian for that, that full year too, so I was over here trying to pay the bills, trying to go to school, trying to be a peer mentor, trying to lead a little bit, trying to do all of everything that I could in my power to kind of just keep going and everything, but yeah, I was doing a lot. What, what China, what's, what's your first thought when you crossed that line for the last time? I'm gonna have you pull the mic to you. Yep, there we go. Uh, what's next, <laughs> really? Um, I'm scared. I'm 21 with two degrees. I have no clue what to do. Um, I'm track is my life. Track has been my life for what the past 15 years. All I knew was track and athletics, and you know, go to school, go to school, do good in school, and excel in track. That's all. You, that's all I was taught. Um, that's all I knew, and then I'm coming out of college athletics, D1 athletics, and I'm not signed. I'm not a pro athlete, and all the people I grew up with, making teams with, competing with, they're already on the next level at their sport, and then I'm finishing school, and I don't have a job, or I'm not at the next level in my sport, and so now I have to move back to Denver, and I have to go back home, and I have to find a different kind of hustle to just even continue to do what I want to do. So that was scary <laughs> no doubt. now track is a little different because when you talk about the next level for uh, you know a lot of the major four mm -hmm. sports it's obvious right you go yeah. to the nhl nba etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm -hmm. but track is a little different what does the next level look like from a collegiate standpoint what what is the next step that you know if every if it was a perfect world you would go to um being signed by a shoe company so that's being able to do that being signed by a shoe company and then having an agent really that's what it is to be able to get in the big meets like the diamond league meets so right now for me to be able to even do that get considered i have jumped 23 feet and so right now like i'm i'm on the cusp of that i'm like 22 feet so i'm like that's it the next level but me rupturing my achilles that set me back and then doing all of that with tennessee that set me all the way back but i'm like i know the kind of athlete i am the hustle i have the drive i have that's why i'm like i don't want to hang up my spikes yet but it's hard, it's a, it's a different kind of hustle when you don't have, you're not getting paid for it. You're not, I don't have the facilities or I don't have a trainer, or I don't have anything that all the other pro athletes have. So it's, that's it, but it's, 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 it's the shoe contract. That's what it is, the track. That's how you get your money, that's how you get paid and then that's how you're able to start traveling and getting to the big meets and go overseas and really get recognized and get um, paid and all of that. That's how it works in track. And, and that's what you're told from the very beginning, right? Since you're mm -hmm. six, seven, eight years old, and this is the path. Yeah, and that's really all you know until then you get to college and then it's a different world and then yeah. you have to start figuring it out really. And that was what I started figuring it out. It's, it's way more to this than just those two things. Yeah. Savion, Dreve? I would say basically that, you know, 
life is more than sports. Mm -hmm. To me growing up, like football was everything. My mom, like, I know, for example, one year I didn't want to play no more. My mom said I had to finish what I started. Mm -hmm. So like that last, like you said, that last go, I was confused. I really didn't know, you know, what I wanted to do or what I could do. Like, I want to do psychology. You basically have to have your PhD mm -hmm. to, you know, actually, you know, get paid and actually mm -hmm. do counseling. So I had to, you know, have a long talk with myself. Plus, I want to take care of my family, you know what I'm saying? So I had to have a, a long talk with myself and be like, you know, what can I do? Do I have to come back and Denver to work? Or can I go back to school? What can I do to help my family? And what can I do to help myself? You know, uh, coming here, athletics and beyond, Narcy gave me a chance to, you know, be within the community and help out. That's all, you know, I'm about helping the homeless, helping, you know, the needy, anybody who needs help. That's what I'm here for, you know what I'm saying? Uh, for example, the black man's reading level is at a fourth grade reading level. So what I wanted to do was uh, build a library within the facility to where other young men could come in here, young men and women could come in here and read and study. So, you know, their developmental process is a lot better. Mm -hmm. But that's, yeah, for me, that's a big time. Uh, for me, that final buzzer is still kind of going off like every day for me. I'm still pretty much chasing my dream. Um, for me, that buzzer went off like when COVID started, so I didn't know what was next. Um, the world was pretty much shut down, so basketball was like, what's basketball right now? You know, it was kind of not important. So I went through a period of where I had to really find myself se separate from basketball, you know? My identity was attached to basketball for so long, and then when basketball was took from me, I had to find who Gervais was separate from basketball. So now I'm, I'm in this space where I had an agent when I, when I graduated and I was with him for a whole year and he didn't find me a job, blamed me on COVID the whole year, you know, setbacks, there's less jobs, this, that, and the other. And then this past year, I get with an agent, he's like, man, that's, that's not true. Like COVID's taking jobs away, but people are still finding jobs. Like he found me uh, a job in like a week. So it's like, it's just about who you know. Um, and I really just, I don't know, I kind of just had to do some self-discovery and see if I really if I really wanted it. And I think me being around the community, training, um, seeing, seeing the sport from a different aspect, it showed me how much I really love it and how much I don't want to give up yet. So I know this game will be around for me in so many different ways for the rest of my life. So yeah, it's bigger. It's bigger than basketball, but basketball has shown me so much of life in so many different ways. So. I think everybody, and myself included to some degree, whatever game it is, is usually done with you before you're done with it, right? Either the phone doesn't ring or something, or the pin doesn't, the, the, the contract doesn't come. There's something that you're waiting on that, that never arrives or you're wait, or still waiting on to arrive. So. Um, Gervais and China, since you, you guys are in that moment, right? You're, you, it, you're waiting on it to arrive. What, does, what do you do to sustain in that time, right? How do you stay mentally healthy, right? Obviously, we know what you do to stay physically healthy, but what are the things that you're doing for yourself to um, stay afloat in those moments? And Gervais, I'll start with you. Uh, for me, and I'll have you pull 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 that right up to you. I know it, uh, it, it's like a, they're new, so they don't stink yet. It's <laughs> it's an everyday process, you know. It doesn't it doesn't really get easier, you know. It gets as you as you dive into it more, you know, the mental aspect. You learn more. You learn how hard it is to sustain the grind, to sustain the love. You know, when you're not when you're not necessarily getting the results back, you you really have to love it. You know, that's 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 what I've learned. Um, and that's the way that I've been able to sustain and keep going is because it's really a part of me. Um, and it's, it's helped me do so much in life, really. And so it's kind of hard to just give that up, you know? Try. Um, yeah, I will literally, everything Gervais just said is when we're in the position that we're in, it gives you a different kind of love. Like it, you have to fall in, you have to fall in love with it a different kind of way, doing what we're doing because we're not getting anything out of it. We, we literally, we have to fall in love with the progress, the process of it every single day, because that's all we have. That's all we, that's literally all we have. We have ourselves, and we have the people that believe in us. We have our village. Um, 
and we just have our mentality and that's the biggest thing that I've learned as well even when I went through everything that I went through at Tennessee that's really what built me up and that I had to realize we when Gervais was talking about his um, self-discovery, that's really when I had my whole self-discovery moment and had to get my mind right and things like that. But I read a lot of books too, and I'm really big on mental health and things like that and making sure your mind is strong. And that's, that's my biggest thing is always making sure that my mind is where my body is. It has to always be equal. Um, but yeah, the love for the love of the game, the love of the track, everything, like, it's it's a different it's a different kind of love like and every single day like I ha I have to show up for myself like and if I don't do that then I know like okay I have to be done with it like if I'm not out here giving it my all every single day then I'm just I just have to be done like and I tell myself that because I'm not out here doing this for anybody but myself like I don't have any reason to be doing it if I want to continue to run track or I want to go and compete at a track meet or give something to myself then I could go do it but I don't have to. Like, that's literally what it comes down to. I don't have to if I don't want to. Because you could literally stop now yeah. and still, there are a ton of people that would be proud of you mm -hmm. and say, hey, you maxed out. You got two degrees out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and for a lot of people, that is it. You know what I mean? That's it. And that's fine. And, and no one can blame me. And, and as a coach, I would say, hey, you maxed out. You know what I mean? You got you 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 took them for everything they took you for, right? Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't be mad at you for that, right? Mm -hmm. But I also can't be mad at you for continuing yeah. to pursue your dreams. One thing I always tell our players is, you know, as long as you pursuing your dreams doesn't negatively impact other people, yeah. right, around you, you you do it till it's done, mm -hmm. you know, and, and keep going. So yeah. um, there there will be some things that present themselves, mm -hmm. and um, you got to make some tough decisions at that point. Yeah, but most definitely. Um, you know, like I said, do it till it's done. Yeah. I, have, I have another question because we've been talking about the mental health component a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm not a mental health expert, Xavier. I don't want you to, to, to chime in on this a little bit. Um, it, it, it's something that I feel like we talk about a lot, right? But we don't necessarily attach any specific actions to, right? So, Sayon, if you could help us a little bit with understanding specific things that young people can do to make sure that they are always in a healthy place upstairs and physically as well. Okay, well I can tell you what can work for me. I would say first thing you need to do is figure out what your problems are so that there can be a solution. And as far as recognizing what's wrong with you, what kind of moods are you having? Because sports takes a lot of your time. So you may not know how you feel. A lot of times I didn't know how I was feeling because I didn't have anybody to talk to. There's nobody that was around me that can, you know, tell me like, this is wrong with you, this is wrong with you. I feel like us, especially, you know, within sports, we should be able to go and talk to psych psychiatrists, mm -hmm. especially sports psychiatrists, and actually get help. I advise people to read as well. Mm -hmm. I advise people to meditate, take care of, the, take care of their health, and actually uh, rearrange their thoughts, mm -hmm. more positive thinking. Let me challenge you a little bit because there, does there necessarily have to be something wrong with you? Can I can, chime in? After? Can, can, yeah, can it can can it can it just be cool? You know what I mean? Uh, it, 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 you say you say you you say figure out what's wrong with you, right? right? We, we does there necessarily have to be something wrong? <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be something wrong, but there is something wrong with everybody. We okay. all experience traumatic situations. We have a generation of trauma, especially being black men and women. So there is a need that we go to uh, psychiatry. Mm -hmm. There is, we do have a problem, you know what I'm saying? So we have to go to psychiatry to experience what that problem is so we can fix it. We need to find, we need, we need to find the problems and then the solutions. So yeah. I feel like. Okay. No, 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 we're going to keep going. No, 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 it don't have to be good. I'm just saying, I just wanted to know the answers because sometimes okay. I feel like you, you know, we, we are solutions looking for problems sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? And, 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 that don't and, and that can be a problem in and of itself. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so for me, for example, like we, we can get a little personal. But um, so just recently, like a few months ago, I just got diagnosed with a mood disorder. And if I would have knew this when I was in college, this would have helped me immensely. Like if... if they would have sat down and just put every student athlete, let us go see psychiatrists. This would have helped me all through college. And I would have probably had a better college experience than I had. 
Um, and now that I'm able to get help and I have a better grasp on my moods and I'm a little more balanced, my life is so much easier. And I'm able to do like everyday things that I was like just struggling with that I couldn't even do sometimes. Um, and just for the simple fact that like, it was just even scared to sometimes just go see a psychiatrist or like people in my family would make me feel bad about like, dang, some days I don't even know why I'm feeling sad or like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way or like I would go talk to somebody I'm really close with and then they would like make you feel bad about your feelings and then too like athletics do, does play a very huge part in that like you okay I don't, I don't run a good race and then I'll go home and I'm so depressed you know and then that could carry on to the next few weeks and then we don't know why we feel that way and that could like and that is a, such a huge thing um but mental health is such a big thing in athletics that I don't think even college coaches realize and even on that that high of a level they forget still that we're humans and that's what I experience is that okay like yeah we come in here we create revenue we do all of this stuff for you guys but we are still people and we still have feelings and we still experience things that still impact us um, and we still need to be loved and took care of and be nurtured and poured into just as much as you do. Taylor, let, let me ask you this because, you know, football in particular, there's a suck it up mentality, yeah. right? And Definitely. push through, right? Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll come out on the other side stronger, mm -hmm. right? How, how, how much damage? I, I, th I still think that has a lot of value, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Because perseverance, Tough, yeah. tough times don't last, tough people do. All yeah. those things I still think are, are, are super valuable lessons, right? Mm -hmm. So do you agree that there was damage done, you know, continuing to push that mantra? Or is that something that I think it's, it's just part of the sport, do. right? I think it's about how you do it. So there's a way to be able to present that same exact kind of uh, mental toughness or a strategy to where you're trying to promote your team to stand and be resilient but also do it in the correct manner. I, I understand that there's coaches sometimes they be throwing chairs at kids and stuff like that. You know, you just can't have stuff like that. Now, now we talking about abuse now. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I ain't nobody advocating that. that. You know yeah, I, I never said. But you can take it to like a, just a verbal abuse to where um, you're in the film room every single day you pick it on that specific kid. That kid might definitely need some work. Uh, but it's how you present that argument to them. It's like, hey, man, we, we handled this yesterday. We went over this film. We, we, we structured it. We told you exactly how to how to do it. So why didn't you leave? We, we said, we went, we coached you through the whole thing. Why did you leave? And ask them a question instead of just ripping into them, depending on how many times it's happened. Sometimes a kid might need a, a good mental, you know what I'm saying? A little reset. Yeah, a little reset to reevaluate how seriously he's taking it or how seriously she's taking it or whatever, whatever. But at the same time, it's, it's like what China was saying, you have to really come down to knowing that everybody's human at the end of the day. And if you really come up to it, I do, th I do see the benefits like how you were saying. Yeah. I think that I'm an incredible, resilient kind of person because of the things that I had to do deal with in football. And sometimes those workouts where they were trying to mentally break me that I did survive through really did make me stronger. So I think it's what you do, not how you do it. Listen, I interrupt you. It's a great conversation. We're down on card here. I took it from there. Do you, are you recording live still? Or are you doing yeah, I got audio here. So I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I struggle with that as a coach, mm -hmm. right? From the, because it's frustrating, huh? It's frustrating. Especially when you've been over here putting all your heart and soul into making sure this kid got some good footwork. He knows how to run the route properly. He could he could read coverage or do whatever. It, it ain't even it that. Oh, it, no? It's this. It's it's the are you paying attention or not? Oh, right? yeah, you no, know what I mean. And the repeating yourself, that's right? Even how mm -hmm. I am as coaching. Yeah. I'm, I'm like tough love. That's how I got coaches. So that's right. How I'm with my kids. Right, right. <laughs> so and 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 you know, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think the last thing, you know, the, the, the you're not going to reach coaches with this particular Hard. conversation yeah. by saying be nicer. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, that, that ain't going to work. Yeah. It, you, it, but I think there still has been a lot of progress made in the coaching profession. Mm -hmm. you, you look at teams like the Oregon Ducks. Hey, man, we don't curse our kids. We don't MF our kids. We don't, you, you know, we don't, we don't go up. We don't take it to that level, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to coach you hard. Yeah. But we still can do that without 
taking it to the demeaning level, yeah. to the personal level, yeah. right? Um, and, the, and the other thing is when, when, I, when I ride you hard, I got to find an opportunity to come up and put my arm around you too. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and so there's, there's a balance there. Uh, but, but yeah, the, the, mental, the, the mental part of the game and, and, and making sure that everyone respects everyone else's humanity I think is starting to really play a huge part in it. And it's important. I think coaches recognize it too. Gervais, is this, you know, obviously you've been in collegiate sports recently. Is this something that you've yeah, felt? I mean, for the most part, though, I feel like nobody really listens to the nice guy, though. You know, you have to be. You have to, be to the nice coach. Nice guy. Nice. It's just in life. Nobody's yeah. going to listen to the guy that's just like, oh, can you please just. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be like affirmative about what you're demanding. You know, you gotta be, you have to be strict. You have to be aggressive to, and bold, yeah. and that's what athletics yeah. teaches you, right? You know what I mean? Like you don't go and and no one gives you anything in basketball. Literally, in life, you have to take in it. Life. That's what I'm saying about basketball. Basketball has taught me about life. No one gives me anything in basketball, and it translates to life. Nobody's giving me anything. I have to work for everything that I'm getting. So. So where's the balance, Savion? We, we, we came all the way full circle to saying, hey, man, it's important that we respect you. And everyone agrees. We respect yeah. each other's humanity, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But we also agree that tough coaching creates tough people, and it's a tough world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm a very huge advocate for discipline. Okay. Discipline. Everybody needs discipline. You know what I'm saying? Mental health. You know, mental health and discipline is basically the same thing. For you, in order for you to get your mind right, you have to be disciplined. So that's good, being a stern coach. My mom was very strict, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of the things I wasn't able to do, and that's why I am who I am now. But she also didn't recognize that I was declining. My confidence was bad. You know, my courage was low because, because of certain things that were going on in my household. So that's what coaches have to recognize that we are humans and we're going through things back home too. And then we have to come here. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, you're a coach and you're wondering if these kids are paying attention. Well, that's not really a kid's problem. That's the parent's problem. What are they, what are, what is it that they're doing at home? Are they thinking about what they have to take care of when they get home? And sometimes it's one of those things where it's like, they're thinking about the things that they're, right. mm -hmm that they have to deal with when they're at home mm -hmm. and that's why they're not paying attention to coach and you know what I'm saying their mind is firing off about a million things that they yeah. have to worry about from getting food to whatever whatever yeah, yeah yeah hey China said something that really like stood out to me it, it kind of gave me chills when she said it she said my mind is what my body is and I'm like if we if we took that approach just into everyday life like we wouldn't we wouldn't worry so much because like how can I be worried in this perfect moment because Nothing is wrong in this moment right now. Like everything is good. You know, we're having a great conversation, surrounded by great people. And most of the time, our current circumstance is not really what's bad. It's the things that we've been through. It's our memories. It's the past. That's the things that have us bogged down and depressed and sad. So, if we took the approach of my mind is where my body is, I really love that. I appreciate you for that. Yeah, that was real I'm, I'm I'm gonna check that one in too. Okay. I'm, probably, I'm probably gonna use it for for in a motivational talk some uh -huh. in the near future. Um, I think it, for me, it sparks an interesting conversation, or at least what I think is interesting. The different surrounding circumstances, mm -hmm. right? And I'm going to speak directly to the African-American athlete, to the black athlete, right? That we have, that our counterparts do not, right? And I'll say in 13 years of coaching, I've coached kids who had to babysit their younger siblings, right? Who had to have a job to help pay the bills at home, to, um, you know, I coach football. So speaking specifically to that experience, a lot of my young men don't have a man at home. Mm -hmm. So when a man gives them discipline and criticism, they don't know how to deal with that, mm -hmm. right? I don't know if this is, I don't know if these are experiences that you all have observed, right? And, and if you have, please share. The other thing, you know, as you, I'd like to hear about as you, go up in levels when you go from high school to college, do you still see that stuff kind of manifest itself in, in one particular way or another when you when you advance? Anybody? I was just piggyback off of what you just said about not having a, you know, a father figure in the house. So growing up playing football, my constructive when I was getting constructive criticism, I thought people were talking down on me. So I took that as I don't like authority. 
and you know that was not masculine on my part and that took me like that declined in my game so when people were telling me I had to get better here um, I took it as a bad thing I took it as if they were talking bad about me as if you know they were talking down on my game who we think he talking to Huh? Who he think he talk? I'm just I'm just right. replaying yeah, exactly. what you what exactly. you said in your head. If he don't shut thinking. up talking to me, exactly. And I always yeah. felt like that because there was no authority figure in the house to you know show me discipline. It was just my mom, right. and she'd show me discipline, but it'd be in a it's a total different way. She's a mother. She's not a father. She can't show me how to be a man. She can only you know raise me and nurture me like a mother can. Right. But I needed that you know I needed a you know a male positive figure within my life, but I didn't have that. So I just wanted to piggyback off of that. Um, as far as me, which is kind of weird, I was raised by my dad. So I never had a female figure in my life. Um, and I will backpack backpack off this Xavion, right? Xavion, yeah. Um, I was kind of the same way. Women coaches would come in my life, tell me the same thing, and we would we would go we would bump heads like go head to head, and I'll be like, but not with men coaches. No, never, and that's crazy. Yeah. Like it's so prominent though in the track field, there are more um, men outweigh the women in the track world. There aren't there aren't many women track coaches, and that's why too I want to be on that highest level of a track coach because I want to be one of those. Um, but yeah, we would all the time go at it because I'll be like, "Why you can't t- you can't tell me what to do?" Like, and I've never just ever had that in Even my life. Even though they're the coach, yeah, right. Even though they, yeah. that's their job is to tell you what to do, like, you can't like, tell God. me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! But come to a man though I'd be like okay like I, I could sit here and listen just too because my daddy would like I could do that like any, any other man like I, I could listen and I, I would know how to take that and just too because I know like a man's energy but with the woman it would just come off so like aggressive way more aggressive than a man if that makes sense um so it was weird and then it, it really took me like a long time just as much as he would say I had to get to college and I had to become a woman myself mm. and I had to learn that just to be able to know how to even maneuver that and deal with that. Um, so yeah, it, it took me just a really long time to even know how to deal with any of that. Is this is, is this a conversation that you've had with yourself? Is this a, yes, uh, most definitely. man, why does she get on my nerves so bad? Yes. Why he keep talking to me <laughs> like that? And, do you, and does it ever cross your mind the experiences that you've been through, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it just in that moment, right? Because listen, I'm significantly older than y'all, right? So mm-hmm. the, the, the logic is different, right? But did it ever cross your mind that you were the problem? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, or did you just not care? No. Because <laughs> that happens too, right? You when know, you because it, it, it's a yeah. it's a it's a it's a power thing, yeah, right? Power and struggle. and we're, we're we're struggling amongst each other, right? Yeah. And and she not gonna beat me. Yeah. And coach, you know what I mean. <laughs> but the truth is, coach gonna gonna be there. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. When you get older, you realize, dang, I was a problem, and I'm wide-eyed and uneducated. I'm young, you know. Obviously, I think I know everything. Um, but then as I get older, I'm like, I should have just shut my mouth and listened to you. That's what it came down to. That's yeah. all it was. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I was. I mean. I was being a little female, like, <laughs> yeah, I should have, yeah. so I, I know how I was acting, but, uh, like, further on as I got older, I was like, yeah, like, you know, this is, I identify my problems, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, well, these are the solutions, mm-hmm. don't take everything personal, yeah. everybody not trying to hurt you, you know what I'm saying, didn't nobody yeah. curse you out, didn't nobody yeah. do this. They're just telling you this is what you need to do to get better. Mm-hmm. So take the constructive criticism or don't play. Yeah. Coach Reeves, I actually have a question for you. For when we was actually in that. that spot. You can't do that. It's, it's about the you same can't, stuff. Can't ask it's about me the no same <laughs> Have you ever had a challenging point where you felt like the kid was dealing with challenges at home and he was really coming at you in a different way because of his challenges at home? Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. And 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 that's, you know, what 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 Savion was talking about, really, a lot of times, as a coach, that ain't got nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? Whatever issue that you're having, right? We just we just happen to come to the most incendiary point, mm-hmm. right? And that's where it blew up at, mm-hmm. right? But, it, you know, again, I, I was told when I first started coaching, right? And I don't want to speak only from a coach's perspective, because there was a time that I, you know, I played, it was just 20 years ago. but. Um, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you made me lose my train of thought now. 
Yes, I, I, I was told when I first started coaching, if you don't know a kid, you can't coach a kid, mm -hmm. right? And then Eric Bieniemy, and I'm sure he wasn't the first to say, but he was the first, I was, when he said it was the first time I heard it, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I, I, I have, it, it happens all the time, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then when a kid reacts in a negative way, a player reacts in a negative way, we gotta find out why. Right? Yeah. Does he not understand the information that we're giving? Right? That, one, does he care? Right? Does he care to know? Right? Yeah. Does he not? Does he understand the information? Am I coaching him properly? Is am, am I communicating? Is he one of the, uh, a tactile learner? Does he learn? Is he visual? How how does this player learn? Mm -hmm. Right? And and the more players you have, obviously football, this can be really difficult because you got a hundred kids, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I you know there's always something behind the reaction, and a lot of times you just happen to be where the rubber meets the road, and you know you you happen to be the most you know volatile person you know or you're you're the person that's going to push back yeah. right or the the, uh, the person that they're really mad at is tired of them and they you know they and and you know you just happen to catch the fire of that so yeah it, at that it, it point happens though, all do, time. You, do you ever come to like a point to where you think that you were the problem for that situation and that I've had plenty of regrets on how okay. I've on how I've dealt with situations yeah. right because there's there's some machismo involved Right, I'm a man too, yeah. and you're not gonna talk to me, especially your 14 year old behind, ain't gonna yeah. talk to me like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. For real. that's what I'm talking yeah. about. For so real, go, for go real. ahead. These kids need discipline. That's what yeah. I'm saying. But it starts at home. Like we gotta have parent, like parent coach meetings. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Where that level and that respect is drawn, because yes, there comes a certain point in time. Like yeah, you could talk to them nice. You know what I'm saying? Give them the coach talk, but as soon as you start talking to me a certain way, then I'm gonna show you what a grown man is. Mm. And that's and that's what comes when there's not a grown man in the house mm. as well. Yeah. And that's what happened with me as well, like, you know what I'm saying? Now, and, and so this was a, a mission I set out upon when I first, first started. I said, I don't ever want to give a player a negative experience that they will take with them for the rest of their life. Yeah. Okay. My college coach, I can see him, I can see, I can see what he had on. I can hear what he said to me, right? I won't repeat it, but I can, I, I can hear it. I can still see it, right? Not, and I'll never forget, it, right? I don't ever want to be the person to do that to a kid. I'm sure that I have been, right? And so that I'm, I try to be more mindful about my actions, but that, that was my mission. I, I don't want to do that to, to people, right? As again, we come back to respecting other people's humanity. Right, um, Gervais, if you can share with us, um, or if you care to share with us, a time a coach lit you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got, I got, I got plenty of them. Coach lit me up. A time a coach lit you up. Man, high school, okay. all of high school, we got lit up as a team. Like, no matter what we were doing. Uh, if it was a game, if it was practice, uh, school, I mean, I don't remember a time we weren't getting lit up. We were getting kicked out of practice, get out of my gym, you guys don't want to be here, wasting time, you know, it was, it was that kind of thing. It was, it was real, it was real militant, I'm not going to lie, it was yeah. militant. Um, and we just had to be about our business, you know, he, he wasn't really about, he wasn't taking no back talk. I mean, I, I never really talked back like that anyway, but like, he just wasn't taking anything less than the standards that he set, and that's... That's kind of where I got a lot of discipline from that, I'm not gonna lie. And I got a lot of tough skin from a lot of things that were mm -hmm. that were said to me. Um, and things that I heard at a young age that I probably shouldn't have heard. So, mm -hmm. yeah. How many, I think we all can relate to it, you saw him get cussed out. You ain't got to cuss me out like that. But, you, know, you, 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 you know what? That's enough. You know what I mean? I learned from his mistake. I guarantee I'm not. Hey, man, if he say I should zig, then I'm a zig, right? And you won't catch me zagging because that's how he got. That's how he got his, right? So, uh, does does that come a little different in the track and field arena? How how do those those stern messages get delivered? The same way. Same way. <laughs> the exact same way. Okay. Yeah. You. They'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, and I've been letting on probably more times than not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys got like a film room? Um, 
Well, we we have team rooms. Yeah. So I mean, I guess is that considered the same thing? That's kind of yeah. Kinda we have team rooms. We have team meet, uh, team meetings like every week. Mm-hmm. That'll be our thing. But I was like, I'm an, I was a knucklehead in college. I could say that. Um, so I got lit up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I got lit up a lot, y'all. Um, but like Gervais said, it, it gave me tough skin. Um, so I know, I know what to do and what not to do. Um, T- Taylor, is is there ever a time where even that approach gets old? To where you say, "Oh, here go Coach Cussing again." Oh yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, if you're they, over there, they, then it God don't mean saying. as much as the first time. Yeah, Can they yeah. overuse the tool? Yeah, I definitely think that if you over there getting shoot out every single day, yeah. and you over here, all you hearing is negative on you, just like, yeah, Coach is talking again. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it just is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I'm, I'm gonna switch my feet up. Like, I got you, Coach. One of those, but. If I think if you portion it off and do it and distribute it the right way, it builds that tough skin like how you were saying, and it's more effective. And I think that if you really get on a kid about specific things in the exact moment that it was done and why you were getting on them and, like, give them good reason behind it, I think that's when it's, like, truly effective. But if you're over there just saying things, saying kind of stern face, saying over here whatever your, your tendencies are, it's going to get old real quick gonna get old too soon you're yeah. gonna be I'm gonna I'm start telling the worst for coach mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> heard this one before yeah. Huh? yeah 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 okay all right oh man um I, I don't want to I don't want to take this too long but it's it's a it's a great you you've got a book in front of you I'm assuming can that I you, actually speak on that book yes my nephew wrote some, it okay oh, go ahead really? please somebody please somebody talk about it yeah okay so it's called you're the boss it's written by J. Mac, Jalen Thompson, Timothy. You know what I'm saying? I'm put your A list on, on on tape today. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means. It's his middle name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's his whole yeah, oh, government. A list. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, <laughs> it's called "You're the Boss." It's a children's book on financial literacy. It actually has a picture of my great niece on it. On it, it's his brother's daughter, and this book is great. It's written for children that's six and above. But anybody that's even in like college or say that you're an adult, you can find a whole bunch of gems in here. And it starts off with the young lady, it's actually my great niece. Uh, she's working a nine to five and she's just like, man, this sucks. Why are we going, why are we doing this? And by the end of the book, she ends up creating her own lemonade stand and that lemonade stand ends up becoming a chain restaurant and it has all type of keywords. Don't tell us the whole book, though. We got yeah. 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 one. Yeah. Yeah. all type You've of keywords. You get carried away. Yeah, yeah. Let me stop. Let me stop. It right. got everything in there. Right. It got activities and games and stuff for the kids. So wow, what is what is that? What is that teaching? What is that promoting? It teaches you how to become the boss. Okay. Basically, to where you're not the employee. So nowadays in school systems, Jalen, he's a, he's a firm believer that he got his degree first first and foremost. But he's a firm believer in you do not need to go to college to have a proper education. And to be able to actually function and maintain as a as a proper human being in this society, so he made that book so that kids, when they're growing up, all you get pushed into your head when you're in these schooling systems and stuff is how to become the employee, how to work for somebody else. You're obtaining a degree to go and work for somebody else, and in turn, you're gonna make a lot of money or whatever, whatever. But you'll never make the same amount of money as the person that you're working for. Uh-huh. That book is basically flipping the script and putting kids in a position of power and having them think about being the boss and not the employee yeah, being the person right. that's creating jobs and not the person receiving the job I, and, I, and I'll note here that, that uh, it, it was written by a former collegiate athlete as well yes, so, sir. Um, and everybody has their different belief systems and I think, I think the world is coming to a, a different reality in the value of college education mm-hmm. and, and how that gets paid for and, and how it plays, what part it plays in the economic system of things, right? But I'll, I'll just want to go across the board, um, and this will be the last question we wrap up with. Just um, do you, how do you feel about your college education looking backwards? And we'll start. Let's start over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, are you you gonna need a minute? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I'm just speaking to the college education, not necessarily the college athletic experience but the education that you received because you for a long time that's that's what the sale was right get your school paid for etc etc right and and i don't disagree with that right yeah i i'll just go out on put my my opinion out there but i'll let you go chuck honestly 
No, no, lie to me, China. <laughs> I think my degrees are pointless. If I'm going to be honest, when you get into college athletics, they just they throw you in any uh, major. And I really wish that I was educated on the majors. And I really wish that I would have studied things that I was interested in. So I could have went into fields that I had interest in and actually been able to use my degrees for things that I'm interested in. My degrees are pointless. Like, I will probably never use my degrees for things that I actually want to do. So, I mean, okay, it's a big deal and it's a very big accomplishment for me to have my degrees. Nobody in my family has ever done it and I'm very proud of myself for doing it. But honestly, it feels kind of worthless if I'm going to be honest. Um, yeah, so We're I- We're gonna put this in the vault. And I'm going to ask you that question 10 years from now, too. Uh -huh. Right. And, and I'll, I, I would like to know. I'll be, I'll be interested. If the answer stays the same. If the answer stays the same. Yeah. Right. I, I, under, I, I absolutely understand what yeah. you're saying. But it, but it is a, um, a, a TSA pre-pass. Yeah. You I would Yeah. I just wish I would have got them in things that I was interested in. Like, I just went into school and the athletics were just like okay you're going to major in this and then you're going to major in this that's what all athletes do that's literally what they did and then i'm like and then by the time i'm halfway through my degrees i'm like i don't want to do this right. <laughs> like i have no interest in any of this right right and See that's what practice. sucks yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. what it is but i mean i'm grateful you know i got school paid for i went to school i had those experiences but that's how i feel about it right. yeah right. um i'm kind of drawn in the middle of how I feel about my degree. I'm currently using it here at Athletics and Beyond, training and um, coaching and things like that. I got my degree in exercise sports science. So for, fortunately enough, I'm actually utilizing it. Uh, not as much as I could, could. I got my degree to be a PE teacher, but I also got certified to be a math and science teacher as well. Uh, so I'm not technically using it for the right thing, but overall exercise sports science, yeah. I, I feel really happy about that I did go to college. I feel like I expanded my mind and like uh, just started thinking a little bit different once I was there. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was the reading the extra books about the little things and it was just like the discipline that came with the, with the degree that I'm more pleased about. So like overall as a whole, I would say that I really appreciate being in college yeah. and what it gave to me. Mm -hmm. I say that if you don't know what you're gonna do, if you don't know what you're gonna specialize in, I would say stay at home and you get that same kind of knowledge, just move away from home. You know what I'm saying? Go do something different that you've never done in your life before. Go where your mom and pops can't save you, uh, at least right away, you know what I mean? That you always gonna have your mom and pops for until, you know what I'm saying, you don't. You know, say everybody got a, a day or whatever, but move somewhere and just enjoy something that's different and kind of just find yourself, kind of how Gervais was talking about earlier. You Jump in the deep end. Yeah, mm -hmm. really. Yeah. All right, so this is how I feel mm -hmm. on this topic. So sports, that's a hobby. Mm -hmm. Education is life. You mm -hmm. never stop learning. Now, I don't necessarily think the college education is uh, is the standard, like a four-year degree. Bachelor's, you can't really do anything. Like, like I said, my psychology major, bachelor's, I can't do anything with that. You know what I'm saying? They're going to look at me and they're going to be like, uh, you got to go to medical school. You got to get your PhD. I got four to eight more years. But I feel like in our community, especially in the black community, since we can't really afford to send our kids to school, that's the narrative. Oh, you're going to play sports and we're going to get college paid for it. Just like China was saying, they'll put you in classes that you don't really want to be in. Yeah. You're here for sports strictly. Yeah. You're not here to really get an education. It's a business. Just like if you go to the NFL, you're here to produce. To make so money that, for them. Exactly. That's the same thing. But I feel like the narrative needs to change. Let's get to where we are doing activities outside of sports to where we can get more scholarships. We can get better scholarships because there are scholarships out there, academic scholarships that'll pay for everything. everything yeah. All four years plus you can go to medical school for mm -hmm. whatever you want to do. And if you want to be realistic, like we say, we want uh, things black owned within our community. What that means is we have to have black nurses, we have to have black doctors, black dentists, we have to have black architectures, and how do we have those? Not by being entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurship is great, but those people have to go to school. Yeah. If you wanna build a community and you want those things to be black, 
these people have to be black. You have to raise these kids to be, you know, what you want to go and see. What do you want to see at the grocery store when you go in? What do you want to see at the doctors when you go to the doctors to make you feel safe, to make you feel like you're at home? What do you want the psychiatrist to be? You want them to be black? Because that's the community that you're in. We say there's a lack of things, but we have to put our children in those places. We don't, we're lacking in the resources because we're not, we're not putting them together. You know what I'm saying? We're like, okay, here's sports. No, that's not it. That's, we should treat sports as it is, a hobby. That's not life. It can teach you certain things. It can give you discipline. It's gonna give you what you need, but life is life itself. I'm, I'm smiling at you because I was expecting an answer like that, but I am still very surprised. You know what I mean? I was, I, I was expecting, I was expecting, I was expecting that, but I wasn't expecting it, and it's dope, and keep going. I mean, yeah, that's basically, that's, that's basically everything yeah, yeah. of how yeah. I feel like sports is a tool for you to get to certain places. Yeah. Of course, that's great. I've met so many good people, you know, I got a degree and everything like that, but what's going to actually lead me to do what I want to do? Exactly. I personally feel growing up, nobody focused on who Savion was. They yes. focused on what I can do football-wise. Mm -hmm. What can I do on the track? I just had a conversation with my mother the other day, no shade towards her, but she was like, I wish you would have kept running track. Like, now I could be a philosopher. I could be the next Malcolm X. Yeah. I could be like Louis Farrakhan. I could be like these other people that are within the community and do great things. I don't have to be out there damaging my body. Yeah. I could do this freely. And also, if you think about it, you could still be within sports and not be out there breaking down your body. Think about Jerry Jones, the owners and things. How are they getting those jobs? Yeah, they the boss. What are they doing to get those jobs? Jerry bought his, but there's still <laughs> I mean, yeah. the GMs and the, and, yeah. and the personnel directors. Right, and, and all the those head things. coaches. There's head coaches that never, never played no play football. Yeah. Never played basketball, yep. but they got those jobs. Let's teach our kids, if they're interested in sports, that they can do those things as well. Yeah. Let's make it cool to be educated. Like I said, the black man's reading level is fourth grade. Let's make it a cool thing to go to school and be doctors. Mm -hmm. We need more policemen. We we talk about police brutality. You know about how all the police systems and everything. I, I was actually thinking about that as you were saying and that how all the police systems are corrupt and stuff like that. But you don't have any black faces representing the police yeah. system. Right. Nobody's. And we're talking community. about being over here uh, targeted at alarming rates where people are getting pulled over as much, but we don't have anybody that's in that position to be like, this is wrong exactly. kind of thing. That's what I'm saying. So if we I got a good friend, his name is Jalen Wright. You should talk uh -huh. to him. I'm gonna have to introduce you guys. That went, guys. To Fort, that went to Fort Lewis? Yeah. I went to school with him. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one of your stops? Huh? It was one of your stops <laughs> when you stops. went to, with, with Jalen? No, that was high school. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Right. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically, you know, okay. that's my thing. Javay, that's hard to follow. <laughs> but I, I know you're going to bring it on, so go ahead. I'm going to try. That was, that's really hard to follow up. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of in the middle, too, because I kind of use my degree every day. Uh, I got my degree in social sciences, so that's basically just knowing about people um, and how they work, how they think. Um, and really, I just think the, just the educational system, the way it's designed, it's designed for us to learn how to work in the world that they have created. You understand? So we don't really, we don't focus on the things that we need to learn about ourselves mm -hmm. that will teach us what we want to be. We don't know that we want to be that architect, that doctor. We only know what we're, what we're exposed to. We only, the things that we see, that's what we think we want to be. So we, our education system doesn't spend the time developing the other things, you know, that we might like. They don't, they teach us math, science, reading, writing. They don't talk about the other things that you could become. So in a sense, when you get to college, you don't really know what you want to study. So you don't really get yeah, to exactly. choose, you know, you're just, you're given this and you have to mm -hmm. run with it pretty much. So I think, uh, I don't know. I could go on about this topic forever yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's really, it's really deep. It's, it's really it deep. You know? yeah. um, especially as a especially as an athlete, I just my bad. <laughs> <laughs> especially as an athlete, I don't feel like people look at us like you were saying earlier, China. Like people don't look at us as humans. Yeah. Like that's what we are. As soon as we come out, like we're humans. This is who we are. We have developmental processes, and a lot of us go through these situations to where we build up trauma. 
and then we get to a point where we explode and things go crazy. I know. But, no, but nobody's actually advocating for us to get better. Think mm -hmm. about things. So, for example, within football, a lot of a lot of players have CTE. They might go crazy. Mm -hmm. But think about if they were going to therapy, if they're going to see psychiatrists before, and if they were dealing with their trauma that they've experienced during childhood, it'd be a lot better situation for them. They might still be jacked up, but it would be beneficial. I agree. To be able to release all that extra yeah. pent-up anger or whatever, at yeah. least talk to somebody that exactly. could potentially understand what they're going through. Right, a professional. And they can afford it. It's, an aff yeah. it's affordable. In our community, I feel like uh, psychi psychiatrists, we think that it's not affordable. But yeah. we'll turn around and buy three hundred pair, mm -hmm. you know, three hundred dollar yeah. Jordans and stuff like that. Because we buy what we see, right? Exactly. Become what right. we see. We right. don't know who we are. And I just had this conversation with somebody uh, the other day. They were saying, "Well, is it a is it a problem that there's not enough black psychiatrists?" I personally said it doesn't matter what color they are. It's that we aren't educated that we can go and see them without mm -hmm. it being a problem that they are there for us, it's our benefit. Just like you were saying, like we need to see it in order for us to actually do it. Mm -hmm. So there being less psychi psychiatrists is because we don't even know that that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and speaking to the affordability part, there's, you know, there's some intentionality. I mean, we all saw Boys in the Hood, right? Yeah. Liquor store, gun store, funeral home, liquor store, gun store, funeral home. You know, for so long, that's what we've medicated ourselves mm -hmm. with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, self destruction, yeah. right, yes. alcoholism, mm -hmm. you know, drugs and alcohol, and, and we all know that story and how that's affected us uh, to, to a higher degree, right? Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, you, you stop doing that, you can afford a lot of things. Yeah, I <laughs> you think, know what I mean? I think, uh, like I said, if our education system focused on teaching us who we were, who we actually are. We might not even need these psychiatrists because yeah. if we know who we are, we can heal ourselves. Yes. We have everything we need within us. Mm -hmm. And we, we're designed to think that we have to go here, there, and there, and there to get help. When it's good to have community, it's good to be able to talk about things. But the power is really within ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And school does not teach us that. Oh. And that's the only problem that I have with it. Yeah. yeah. We could go on and on. Yeah, we can. Also, um, uh, Coach obviously wanted me to speak on the athletic, the beyond portion of um, athletics and beyond. He just wanted to talk about like entrepreneurship and the different things that we got going on here at the program. We got um, got some a lot of different things. We got some first off ACT SAT prep work. We do a lot of things with the kids that have nothing to do with athletics. We take them on volunteering journeys over there, help out their grandma or a neighbor shoveling snow in the wintertime. Uh, but we build kids' character development a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. That's something that we touch on every single day when we're over here interacting with these kids is what you're doing, why you're doing it. Uh, some of the things that we also do is build kids to be successful, like how the book was talking about, and become um, entrepreneurs. And that's for myself to my nephews that was in the program and everything. We've all started family businesses. Uh, I got a vending machine in here. Coach Narcy gave us the grace. He gave me the grace to come in here and do that entrepreneurial kind of spirit. Uh, we do the cleanings in here, and we're all really about just getting it done and uh, having a big heart where you're doing it, uh, taking the time and making sure you're over there sweeping the corners and doing everything correctly. I know it was kind of off topic and everything, but I just wanted to make sure that we touched on it before we had cleared out because he asked me to talk about it. No doubt, no doubt. I appreciate you doing that. Um, and then you yeah, get the yeah. book off of Amazon. Amazon, the You're way. the Boss yeah, by Jay you Mack. You're the Boss by Jay Mack. And that's, uh, it's got a bunch of cool games and there's some activities. It's not just a book, right? You got you to gotta get interactive with this thing. So, I would say I want, uh, this is back on the mental health topic, I would want parents to be more adamant about their children's mental health. I want them to talk to them. And if they don't know, find somebody who does. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, like we were talking earlier, the developmental stages where the person is going to become who they are, and it's going to be hard to get them, you know, out of that is one through seven. So, with 
between those ages, they're developing a lot of trauma. No matter if it's from you or if, or if it's from society or when they go to school. So I just want parents and you know anybody to be more adamant about mental health and actually taking care of the community like it should be taken care of. Let's end with a call to action. I appreciate you, Savion Jackson and uh, Dravay Robinson, Taylor Janil, China Reese. Thank you guys for doing this and sitting down. And hopefully, this won't be the last time we do it. And um, we'll post this on. It's actually on Spotify now. Uh, we can do Apple Music. There's a couple other platforms as well that uh, this will will be distributed to. So it'll all be under the Athletics and Beyond Student Athlete Show. So uh, we'll do it again. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Of Thanks. course. Thank you. Appreciate you.